The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Anyway, let's get to our weekly TV and streaming spot with Joe Shane Elaine Burke. And Elaine, I want to talk a little bit of tech with you first, given that you're our tech a tech expert for us as well. Is the era of having to put a satellite dish on your roof coming to an end? I hope so, because I live in an apartment myself. And Which, that's, like so many people do now, yeah, more and more apartments have been built. And it's very difficult to get an apartment complex to agree to allow you to have a satellite dish. So that's an, like, an, it's an area of TV access that's been cut off to many, many people. And it's hung on for a really long time because uh, Sky is still the leading provider of TV here in Ireland. But they're uh, launching this thing called Skystream, which is a device that's going to basically bring Sky into your home via a streaming device and over your Wi-Fi. Now, you do have to have a good Wi-Fi connection for this to work really, really well. Um, but it's essentially they're describing it as Sky Glass minus the TV. So it's a further innovation on that Sky Glass concept, which kind of input all of the Sky... Sorry, which is TV over Wi-Fi. Exactly, yeah. So it's kind of like it's a Sky version of a smart TV and you get the TV over Wi-Fi, you've no Sky box at all. But because you've no box, you've no storage to uh, record either with the Sky Glass or with the screen, the stream device. So if, if recording is a big thing. what do you do if you're thing, missing out on a programme? You'll have access to the on-demand library and you can kind of create playlists there so that you don't miss things and make sure that they are added to it. So, so how does the playlist work? Is that recording or is that giving you access to the streaming services or TV stations archive? The storage is all in the cloud. So you've no hard drive device or anything like that that you're storing physically uh, in your home on a device, but there'll be a cloud storage element, which just means that you're kind of syncing again and streaming down. Nothing is downloaded to the, de- the device until you actually press play. So say if you were wanted to watch a football match, this is personal interest, and you can't set it to record like you used to be able to set to record what you do is you add it to your playlist and it will be there for you to come back to later. That's that's what I've been told. Um, now, it could be a problem with things like live sports. They'd have to have licensing for it and stuff like that. But they are working on content license arrangements, especially for programmes from BBC as well, because BBC iPlayer not available to us here in Ireland. It means that we don't have access to on-demand BBC content. But Sky has done quite well with licensing deals and stuff like that. It's, it is the company in UK and Ireland that gives us HBO content. Uh, so it's really interesting what they're doing and you can get a sports package like you can get with your Sky But presumably well. our others like Virgin also and Air offering these sort of TV services without having to have a satellite dish. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the thing is that Sky has been one of the competitors in that market that's been cut off to people who can't access a dish. So this just adds another bit of competition. It really addresses that kind of person who doesn't have a smart TV and isn't planning to buy one and who doesn't have access to a satellite dish. It just opens up a new uh, opportunity for them for from 30 euro a month. If it's a competitor service that looks good to them, it's an option. Joe, there was a time when having a satellite dish was an aspiration. Now it looks like you won't be able to have one, maybe. Yeah, well, we actually did have a Sky satellite dish in front of our house and, and we, we switched, to, we got rid of Sky and we switched to a streaming to uh, Vodafone and uh, it, it's worked better for us but I still haven't taken the satellite dish down two years later. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, if it's if it gets rid of satellite dishes as well because they're a bit of a blight as well, you know, in, in uh, to look at and they're, they're not great to look at. So, so it's great if it gets rid of satellite dishes but it is the next step forward. Okay, let's move to other things. And um, Joe, I'll start with you in this. Could we be facing in some months' time an absence of new TV to watch because of the impact of the writers and actors strike in the United States? Yeah, this has suddenly got very, very serious, and people have been following it as well because um, you know the very high-profile Oppenheimer 
um, uh, premiere in London, uh, the stars, including Killian Murphy, uh, Cork's Killian Murphy. From Cork. Let's emphasize that show from Cork. From Cork, most importantly, from Cork, walked out uh, because the the word came true, right? Tools down, we're on strike. So we're seeing it in a very visible way in that these stars are not allowed uh, to, or not, if they're they're part of the union, they're not promoting their their big films. They've had nothing to do whatsoever. But behind the scenes is where the real impact is going to come because, you know, this is the actors, the writers, everybody involved in the production of 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 content is is basically not working at the moment. And that if you look at the list of shows that are are affected, and actually I've I've been going down through it, and there's quite a few that I actually really really like, like the the new series uh, season of uh, 1923 with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, that's put put on hold. Abbott Elementary, great, that's put on hold. Billions. Daredevil, you know, The Old Man, which was a fantastic season one, was fantastic with Jeff Bridges, a real revelation on FX as a a sort of an elderly kind of like hitman. Uh, I was really looking forward to season two of that. That's been put on hold as well. And you wonder, is Jeff Bridges still going to be able to make that that season when it comes along? So, And the name, you know, we've also got the likes of Colin Farrell's new production, The Penguin, and that's a TV series rather than a movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a spin-off from The Batman where Colin Farrell debuted as The Penguin looking unrecognisable in, in that film. But he was meant to be doing a spin-off TV series. That's one of the things on hold. Stranger Things season five, that's on hold. Severance season Severance two. Severance season two is on hold. I'm devastated about that one. And Robert mm. De Niro first turn in a TV series regu- in a regular slot that's also delayed now so something called Zero Day from Netflix that's that's not that's gone into a stall now as well So we'll have to go back Joe and watch all the things that have got nominated for the Emmys and I see you know, the, as we expected dominated by the likes of Succession and The Last of Us which would be two of my particular favourites from this year and The White Lotus but also uh, the Irish production Bad Sisters yeah, Bad Sisters uh, is, is, is done really well at the 75th uh, Emmy Award nominations. Sharon Hogan's got two nominations uh, for Bad Sisters uh, for writing and, and for acting as well. And um, but the it, and also I, I, have, I, have, to, I have to mention because she is a yeah. friend, uh, Dervla Walsh, who's yes. who was a showrunner and directed, or sorry, the first episode she's up for Best Director for. Yes, and Declan Downey, who people would might remember from Father Ted, has uh, is also up for a nomination as uh, for directing Ted Lasso. So it's a good. Uh, a did you good watch Irish se- season three of Ted Lasso at all? Did you? No, I did didn't. You watch I, it? I, I, yeah. I bailed out. I watched it just because I'm a completionist, even though I, he had lost me. Because <laughs> I, 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 I didn't yeah. even finish season two. Is season yeah. three any better? No. No, <laughs> season That's one's a, great. Watch season one. Move on. But Matt, have, like, the, there's a big problem with the Emmys this year. They, they've only—it's ridiculous. They've just gone for the buzziest, most high-profile p- prestige shows, and they've all hoovered up. Like basically, The Last of Us, uh, twenty-seven nominations. Um, you know, succession. Sorry, Succession, twenty-seven nominations. The Last was twenty-four. White Lotus, twenty-three. Ted Lasso, twenty-two. It's like they only went for the really high-profile shows. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but they're, maybe they're they were the best. Maybe they were the best shows. Yeah. They're ignoring so much good TV. It's 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 kind of ridiculous. It's like they, they they need to watch more TV. The people behind the Emmys need to watch more TV. Do you think will they give a Rockstar TV a nod next year for the Ryan Tuberty <laughs> hearings? They deserve an award. The fact that Definitely. that stream stayed live for yeah. 300 times the amount of traffic that they normally get. like th- That's really commendable. Well done yeah. to Oroctus TV. Yeah, have you been able to work out, Joe, how many people actually watched it? Because there's all these figures about the number of minutes viewed. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what, what does that mean for people? 
17, 17 years in total viewing or just on the, uh, yeah. no, that just feels uh, about how much of our lives we lost exactly yeah exactly that's what it's felt like since the start of the scandal it, it was many many tens if not th- hundreds of thousands and what was, what knocked me out was I was looking at social media and all these people are on holidays in Spain and Italy and all over Europe and all over the world going I can't believe I'm sitting at a pool watching Eroctus oh, TV I, I was getting <laughs> private WhatsApp messages from friends of mine who were doing that as well definitely yeah. <laughs> it was crazy crazy I mean but yeah it's fantastic that they kept it on air and they did a great job and actually the guys running that should maybe put in, be in, put in charge of the RT player they might be able to sort that out What about the Women's World Cup Elaine, um, that obviously RT are going to give this big push during the week. Yeah, uh, unrivaled coverage they've promised. Now it's across uh, broadcast and digital, so uh, some of the matches will be available through RT Player, and then obviously uh, our own team games will be broadcast on RT too. Um, but I'm just really interested to see if we'll see productivity hit because it's being hosted in Australia, which means that the match times are at you know 9 a.m., 10 a.m., it's 11, 11 o'clock for the opening match against Australia this Thursday. Yeah, and I expect a lot of productivity to be hit then and also a Monday morning when we have a match against Nigeria and I I know that when the 2012 Olympics were on and Katie Taylor had an amazing bout uh, you could actually see it on the electricity grid that people had down tools and then the kettles went on boil again as soon as she had been named the winner so I'd love to be able to see if something like that happens and if that kind of support comes out for the girls. Okay, the bear is back, I see as well. That'll be one of your favourites, Elaine, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm really excited for season two. I've been trying desperately to avoid any spoilers because it has already aired in the US, but it's finally coming to the UK and Ireland. Um, all 10 episodes on Disney Plus from 19th of July. So if you want to binge and avoid spoilers, go ahead. Okay, there's one on this week on RT1 on Thursday night, Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland. Uh, Joe, this is a BBC production, is it? Are RTE involved in it as well? RTE are involved, I believe, but it's a, it's a BBC production from the same team that I think that did Once Upon a Time in Iraq. And this has, it's been on the BBC already and some, maybe some uh, quite a few Irish people might have seen it on the BBC already. I watched a couple of episodes, I have the rest of it taped. Uh, it's, Monumental in the way that 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 this it's 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 won every plaudit going and it's 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 a very unusual and very poignant and very affecting and human way to look at these horrible events. Uh, it it really it's very hard to describe what what it is, but I suppose it, it's personal recollections, it's people talking about it. It's almost lived experiences. Lived I think experience. is what they call it, isn't yeah, it? Lived experiences. So they're not talking to you know um, academics or, or, or yeah, commentators, or, you know, general Sir, Sir Buffy Fuffington or whatever you know about his time in Northern Ireland or you know, urban guerrilla warfare experts. They're actually talking to people who lived through it, and for that, it makes it all the more powerful. Okay. Pixel Week. Elaine, you have actually gone for something that we actually discussed with Brian Lloyd in movies last Thursday because it's in the cinemas at present for a week before it debuts on Netflix this week. Exactly. So it's going to arrive on Netflix on Wednesday. And this is The Deepest Breath. Yes. And it it really is. I did get to see it in the cinema and it is stunning if you do get to see it in the cinema. But if you want to watch it at home, it's going to be available from Wednesday. It's from Irish director Laura McGann and the production company A24. So great to see her get that kind of backing for this uh, documentary which is about free diving which is essentially going to amazing incredible depths on one breath no uh, scuba equipment no breathing equipment so it puts a huge toll on these divers bodies and this story particularly follows Alessia Zacchini who's an Italian free diver and her work with um, the safety diver Stephen Keenan who's an Irishman so lots of Irish connections there a fascinating story and you will actually be holding your breath watching scenes in it because there's a lot of tension there too Okay what's your pick of the week Joe? 
Right, I would urge people to watch this tonight. It's a new true crime drama series, four-parter, starting on BBC One tonight at 9pm. It's called The Sixth Commandment, and it's got a, a, a central character, a young Irish actor, a young Cork actor from Glamour, Aina Hardwick, right? Now, this is based on an incredibly dark real-life crime that happened in 2015-2017. Two elderly people, uh, retired people in the in the heartland of England in beautiful rural countryside meet a, a charismatic young man and what happens next and again it this is true this really did happen is dark it's it's gothic it's there's gaslighting there's poisoning there's lies there's it's incredible and God, it sounds like you loved it Joe. yeah well i've seen i've seen <laughs> i've seen a bit of it right this is timothy spall in hardwick and anfield and it's 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 real. I think people are really going to be knocked out with it, and it could be a real sleeper as well because it hasn't had a lot of build-up. So it's called the Sixth Commandment, nine p.m. BBC One tonight. If you like your dark true crime drama, you're going to love this. David Minute says, "If I get rid of my satellite dish, how will my neighbours know I still have Sky?" <laughs> <laughs> real issue here, he says. There was a time, wasn't there, when it was a real boast yeah, to have the satellite dish when people didn't. Joe yeah. Shea and Elaine Burke, thank you both very much. Back with the six to six after this. The last word with Matt Cooper weekdays from four thirty. Today.